Hi, this is Doug Beecham. Thanks for joining me on this, on this podcast. Uh, we're continuing a, a series of podcasts uh, that are focused on, on preaching. And uh, in this one, I, I want to talk about uh, what I've sort of titled, Finding Your Voice. You know, all of us, uh, particularly when we're younger, we model those who, who influence us. I think about the uh, the ministers, not only in their their actual pulpit preaching, but in their pastoral style. I think of the people who greatly influenced me. One, of course, is my father. I talked about him in a previous uh, uh, podcast. The uh, and in terms of his preaching, I mainly heard him preach when I was a younger boy. Because by the time I was a teenager and adult, on occasion I would hear him, but my father was involved in the nominational administrative work, and so I didn't hear him as, as a regular pastor. The, uh, the second one was the Reverend John Swales, who I made reference to earlier, who I grew up under his pulpit ministry as a teenager and then a little bit later uh, in part of my 20s. Uh, he certainly had a great influence upon me. And his style was very different from my father's style. Uh, the third was, uh, in particular, uh, was Reverend Carl Campbell. For five years in Richmond, Virginia, I was his associate pastor. And his, his preaching, and particularly his pastoral style, influenced me greatly. Uh, we, we learn by imitation in many ways. And that's a biblical thing, by the way. Uh, when you read Paul's letters, Paul says at times in his letters, imitate me. And uh, th this principle of, of, of having somebody, we call it today mentors, having somebody that you can imitate who teaches you this is how you do that. Uh, Carl Campbell was great at that. He taught me how to do baby dedications, how to do funerals, how to do weddings how to be effective in a, in a hospital visitation, things that I remember exactly to this day. And maybe a little bit later on in some podcasts, we'll actually talk more specifically about. But people who influenced me. When it came to preaching, as I was getting older, uh, particularly in my late 20s and particularly in my 30s, uh, Jack Hayford, uh, then the pastor of the Church on the Way, a four-square church in Los Angeles, Jack Hayford became a voice uh, that that would inf that influenced how I thought about finding my own voice. Uh, I did not preach regularly until I was about 23 years old. I became uh, the associate pastor at the Ray of Hope, what was then called the Ray of Hope Pentecostal Holiness Church in Richmond, Virginia. A church at that time, about 250, 300 people, a city church. And I mentioned Carl Campbell. When I went there, there were free preaching services each week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Carl had already been there over 20 years and was established as a pastor. Uh, I'll never forget, when I first went there, uh, he said to me, Doug, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to preach on Sunday morning. You're going to preach this coming Sunday night. I'm going to preach the next Wednesday night. You're going to preach the next Sunday morning. 
and we're going to do this as long as you're here. And and I have to tell you, I, I did not jump up and down with joy knowing that I was going to be preaching regularly like that. I, I didn't feel prepared. I didn't feel equipped. I, I was a full-time student at, uh, at the seminary, and I was sort of a part-time associate pastor. And I, I thought... I thought, Lord, I hope I don't do this man any harm and hope I don't do these people any harm. I really don't know what I'm doing. And yet, uh, he he put a good pressure on me to learn how to preach. Uh, there may be some pastors out there who are at, who had the experience you establish in, that, in your church if you've got a heart to pour your life into a younger minister, uh, this is this is a wonderful way to do that. And you may not be willing to turn them loose for five years, but turn them loose for a period of time. You know, there's really no better way to learn to just get in there and do it. And uh, he, he was so good to me. I don't remember a single time he criticized my preaching. He would give me hints. He would, he would say, you know, when you were preaching this last Sunday, X, Y, Z occurred, or this or that, and and he would gently lead me as I was finding my own voice, finding my style. I can remember consciously uh, uh, getting in the pulpit in times in those early years, and thinking, okay, I'm going to preach the way John Swales preached. At that time, I didn't know who Jack Hayford was, or you know, because that was the model I knew. Uh, that uh, that was the most influential model that I knew at that time, and and, and there was nothing wrong with that because John Wells was a wonderful preacher. But having to come to that place of of growing and maturing, and that began to occur when I entered into my my first full time pastorate, and that was the Franklin Springs. Pentecostal Church. I was in my early 30s, and I realized it took me, it took me a couple of years to find my own voice. At least that's how I felt about it. To to realize, okay, I don't have to preach like somebody else. What I have to do is be me. There has to be some sense of authenticity between who I am in in the normal interaction with God's people uh, throughout the week. And, and, and some authenticity in terms of that with who I am when I'm standing in the pulpit and learning how to trust that God wants to work through my own voice. God wants to work through my own personality. Uh, that's a learning curve. The, and we all have different styles. That's what, makes this, that's what makes preaching so unique for all of us. That's why for some of you listening to these, some of this is going to connect and some of it will not. Uh, we're all unique. God didn't make me to be somebody else. The realization that there will never be another me on this planet, uh, that, that in God's providence, uh, you, who you are, God's put you in your current situation in this current period of human history. You weren't born in the 19th century. You weren't born in the 20th. If the Lord tarries and there's a 25th century, you weren't born in that. You and I were born in this. This is the only time. And God's, God knew that. 
And God wants us, he wants to work through us, who we are. Do we learn from others? Of course we do. Do I continue to listen to other preachers and learn things from them, even, even how they, their style operates? Of course I do. Uh, but that has to be incorporated into a sense of, of who we are. And there's time with that. There's processing with that. That's an important, uh, that's an important thing to remember. Uh, I, I find myself thinking about, uh, about the sermons I preach now. Somebody asked me one time, uh, not too long ago, how long have you worked on that sermon? And I wasn't quite sure if they were saying to me, you need to work on it longer, which is normally the case, to be honest with you. Uh, or, uh, or they were saying, you know, something that was a bit more complimentary about that. I've come to realize that the right answer to that is, well, not, you know, not the last week. The right answer is, for me, at my age, from the time I was called in 1967, I've been working on this sermon for more than 50 years. My whole life, every part of my experience leads into where I currently am. And yes, I've got to be focusing on that specific text. We'll talk about that in a moment uh, in the next podcast. But, but everything in my life, all my, all my disappointments, all my failures, all my successes, everything in my life feeds in to what God is wanting me to say today. God bless you. Thanks for joining me.